Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Ghost Maps was recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Ghost Maps. Entry 16. Bukit Bato, Singapore. And a sea of people, both young and old, all on their phones, Nira certainly stands out. She's sitting at the alfresco area of a Holland Village cafe. All around her, the noise of a boisterous weekend crowd seems impossible to ignore. But there's Nira, totally unfazed and completely engrossed in the book she's reading. Getting in touch with Nira wasn't exactly straightforward because of what had happened to her she hasn't had a mobile phone since 2010 so there are stretches of her day where she's completely uncontactable I greet her and order myself a plain black coffee she orders herself another latte Nira says that going without the phone wouldn't have been something she would have considered on her own. Even after the incident, she still tried to go back to what she considered normal back then. Nira used to work in an ad agency and would need her phone by her side at almost all hours. Eventually, however, the stress of work mixed in with the trauma of what had happened was just too much for her to take. I'm a security guard now, she says, with a bright smile. She then adds, with an unmistakable sigh of relief, I get paid a lot less, but I'm quite sure I'm not going to die of a heart attack anytime soon. Our drinks arrive, and we both raise our glasses to a longer life. As she takes a sip, I switch my recorder on and ask her to start from the beginning. It was the middle of the Hungry Ghost Month back in 2010. Nira had yet another late night at the office. But it was still early enough for her to catch the last train home. As she walked from Bukit Batok Station back to the flat that she shared with her mum and older sister, the only thing on her mind was reheating the biryani that her mum had made for dinner and crashing in bed. Not really paying attention to her surroundings, she was surprised when she felt her left foot kick something on the ground. She heard the unmistakable sound of a phone's casing scraping against the rough concrete of the sidewalk. Nira looked down and saw an iPhone 4 just a meter or so in front of her. She picked it up, tried to switch it on, but it wouldn't respond. She figured the battery was dead, but knew she had a compatible charging cable at home, so she brought the phone back with her. Her sister, Nisha, was still up when she got home. A building manager for a couple of condos, 
Nisha was definitely the more relaxed of the two sisters. So, when Neera showed her the phone that she had found, Nisha's reaction was not at all what she had expected. Nisha suddenly grew tense and agitated. Neera asked her what was wrong. Nisha couldn't give her a straight answer, just that she had an uneasy feeling. Neera shrugged it off, too tired to comfort her sister. Instead, she went to her room, dug out the cable, and left the phone to charge on the floor in a corner while she headed to the kitchen to heat up and eat her supper. When she got back to her room, the phone's battery was still pretty weak, so she kept it plugged in and turned it on, hoping to find some clue as to who the owner was. She realized, as the phone started up, that it felt light. Lighter than she thought the iPhone 4 was supposed to be. She brushed the thought aside though, as the screen brightened up. Thankfully, the phone wasn't locked. As she browsed through it, she realized that it didn't have any other apps installed besides the ones that came standard. There weren't any contacts saved in the phone either. She would have figured that it was new. Maybe someone had lost it before they even had the chance to use it, she thought to herself. Except there was a photo of an old man as its wallpaper. There was something unsettling about that photo. It wasn't the old man that disturbed her. He was smiling genially at the camera. It was a woman next to him who had been cropped out. Nira couldn't see anything besides a bit of her left side, but nevertheless, she was filled with an uneasy feeling. She popped her head out of her room to see if Nisha was still awake, but her sister had gone to bed already. Nervously, Nira decided to just switch the phone off, leave it charging, and head to bed herself. Nira tells me that it was three in the morning when she was awoken by a strange sound, like a humming. I checked my phone at first because I thought someone was calling me, she says. When she realized it wasn't her phone, she shook off her sleepiness and looked around the unlit room. That's when she noticed a slight glow coming from the corner where the iPhone had been charging. She thought it was just on vibrate and figured its owner was trying to call her. As she reached it, however, she remembered. She had switched it off before she went to bed. The noise started to grow clearer. It wasn't a hum, more like a growl. Cautiously, she picked up the phone, 
its screen was aglow with the wallpaper of that genial old man still smiling. But next to him now was the old woman in her entirety glaring menacingly at her. Suddenly, the phone started to buzz. Someone was calling. Nira stifled a scream and debated whether to answer. But the phone continued to vibrate in her hand angrily. She tapped on the screen and slowly lifted the phone to her ear. On the other end was that growl again, louder this time. And then the voice of an old woman. The old woman. She was sure of it. Not yours. It spat. Nira threw the phone to the ground, scrambled out of a room, and banged on Nisha's door. Her sister let her in, but the two of them couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. Nira swears that she could hear the voice from the other room until the sun came up. Not yours. The following morning, Nira took her first day off in two years. At about 9am, she crept back into her own room. In the corner, lying on the ground, was not an actual iPhone 4, but a paper recreation of one. Together with Nisha, Nirat retraced her path from the MRT station to their flat. Very near, when Nira had found the phone the night before, they discovered a plate of food and some joysticks reverently placed along the sidewalk. Nira apologized, placed the paper phone next to the food and headed back home. She tells me that for a month after the incident, she'd jump every time her phone vibrated. She started getting chest pains, but she knew they weren't from any supernatural causes, just anxiety. At the start of November, she quit her job. After she served her month's notice, she sold her phone and cancelled her line. She smiles again. That bright smile. But I also notice a slight tension in her demeanor. I casually take a glance around. All those people with their phones. I thank her and tell her that I've gotten all I need. She shakes my hand, tells me she'll be heading back home and stands up a little too quickly, then rushes through the boisterous weekend crowd. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.